Okay. Who is Count Us In? Count Us In? You're not a band. Hi. Welcome to What A Way To Go, a podcast about unusual deaths, near misses and bizarre stories with your hosts, Sarah Austin. Claire Daly. Ellen the Gamer. It's <clears throat> episode four. 15. 15, well done. Nearly 14. 15, yeah. Hello. That's a lot. And England have won the World Cup. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Please let that be true. We are recording on Tuesday, the 10th 10th. of July. Because Els is so excited about the fucking World Cup that we have to move everything around for her. (laughs) Wait, no, that's not true. I'm sorry. (laughs) Els is the only person that has any influence on when we do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all about Els. My goddamn show, (laughs) lads. I am really into the World Cup this year, though. And also, I feel like a couple of episodes ago, I said, oh, not England, though, because we'll be shit. And actually... We're doing really fucking well, and I love them all. You underestimated the Gareth Southgate. Yes, I they really spent did. at least three minutes on BBC Breakfast this morning showing images of them like chasing a rubber chicken around, mm. and it was just really cute. It was like really fucking cute. They were having a lovely time. <laughs> yeah. Everyone was in good spirits. Yes, lovely. And I, then, and then the newsreader was like, well, "I don't know what they're throwing around." And it's like it's clearly a rubber chicken. <laughs> yeah, Ellen, what's wrong with you, Ellen? You dick. <laughs> Never seen a fucking rubber chicken before. Yeah. Yeah, I just love them all. Like, no one seems like a dick in the team. Mm. And you know, like, normally someone does. They all yeah. just seem to, like, get on very well. I think Gareth Southgate's done a fucking great job. Everyone loves him deeply, don't they? Gareth oh. Southgate for PM. Quite seriously, I mean, Brexit is a fucking disaster. Mm-hmm. And I feel like he could do it. As of Sunday, he's, he's going to have a bit of time. He's going to have a bit of time. Yeah. 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 He could just pop over and sort that little pickle out. So, like... I did have this conversation the other day. He hasn't been a great manager in his previous managerial positions. He wasn't great at Middlesbrough, I don't think. No, they got relegated, didn't they? They did, And yeah. he was also women's, or under-21s men's for England. Yeah. But maybe he just needed the big pressure job. Maybe he needed a better waistcoat than what he was wearing, because his, <laughs> his waistcoats are great now. So... Fair play. Apparently he was only like a fill-in manager. No, he was interim manager. He wasn't meant to be permanent. And he was just, they were just going to see how he did. And it's everyone loves him. And now and everyone's, yeah. loads of fucking people are dressing up like him. him. <laughs> the amount of thirst. The nation is thirsty. That I see on social. Like, even the pool were like the good things about Gareth Southgate. And it's like, Gareth Southgate would definitely carry your nan's shopping bags home for her. <laughs> <laughs> he would definitely introduce you to his mum on the first date. It's like, yeah, he would. I saw something today where they were asking him about the Three Lions song and he was like, well, I couldn't listen to that song for about 20 no, years. I'm not surprised. No. But actually, the thing about... I, I am into the World Cup and I'm really enjoying it, but the thing that I'm not enjoying is what happened on Saturday when they trashed that Ikea, Ikea in Stratford. Yes. And they trashed that was fucking it in Stratford? Ad, because that's the only one... That was like a show Ikea. Yeah. And it was. I'm pretty sure it was there. I don't, definitely know. But also they trashed an ambulance in London Bridge. I know. What is wrong I just think, people? what the fuck is wrong with you? Grow up. It's a football game. I get it. It's exciting. But don't, I mean, that woman showing her tits, like showing your tits, fine, but don't trash an ambulance to do yeah. it. That's not the vehicle, literally, that you need to use to do that. Yeah. I just thought it was really shameful. Yeah, like, we finally terrible. get a bit of a win and people act like dicks. It's really boring. Yeah, we're, we're all having a lovely time. And also, like, the, the England team aren't acting like dicks. Like, no. when they played Colombia, that was a dirty match and they didn't really retaliate. They rose above it. They, they rose above really him. did. And they're, they're quite young. I don't know. I just think, like, they're doing everything they can. Like, we don't need to then act like dicks because they're doing quite well. Like, yeah. just think about other people. Control yourself. But Control even if yourself. it was, like, a normal car, like a fucking ambulance, guys. Like, what is wrong? I just think it was really pathetic. It kind of made me just be like, oh, well, of course that happened. Yeah. <laughs> we can't, this is why we can't have nice this things. This is why we can't have nice <laughs> things. We don't deserve it. No, we do deserve Please, come on. People are happy. <laughs> Finally. Like, well, oh, yeah. Just you go around and tell them to stop. Stop it. Stop it. Stop that. <laughs> Please stop. Yeah. Think before you act. Anyway, as we said before, this is definitely not a football podcast. No, it is it's a, a podcast. podcast about the boys that got rescued from the Thailand camp. Oh, <laughs> I'm so such a happy. good story. Yeah, there's been a really like there's been a lot of news happening for this week. This is the only I? good yeah. thing that's happened this week so far, apart from tomorrow night when England win. Yeah, I remember I was, I read it out because I saw the like breaking news tweet that like they got all twelve, and yeah. someone that isn't even on my bank of desks was like, <gasps> they've rescued all the boys. I she was, I was so, so excited. I yeah, was, I, I was, was genuinely worried, like <laughs> miles of caves to get them out. So did you see the footage of them in the like sort of bags? They're almost like oh, underwater shit. stretches. But they no. didn't they sedate them? 
to get them through. I think they might have. That's to be what, honest, like I think well, it they makes might sense have, yeah. to stop them panicking and stuff. But, but yeah, because I saw went wrong and they were sedated. I don't know. I mean, it didn't. Didn't. It didn't. But they because the, some of the tunnels were so tight, it was like. <sighs> I still, on the Guardian website, they had, like, the diagram, essentially, yeah, that's, of what yeah, that that's looked what like. And I Bonkers. almost had a heart attack just looking at yeah, it. Like, I know. If I that was my only way spaces. out, I have no idea I wouldn't be able to. I'd be like, I'll just, I'll wait till I'll October. Just, I'll, just, <laughs> yeah. I'll just die here, guys. I'll just stay here. <laughs> don't, don't worry, don't, don't worry. give me a book. <laughs> you go, you go. <laughs> give me a little life, the book. I've got time to read it. I'll be absolutely fine. Finally, get me some reading done. <laughs> I was tempted to bring up politics, but can we just not? I can't no, talk about it. So let's just get on with the podcast shall okay we? sure Els it's your guys first this week yep okay <laughs> <laughs> no pressure so I sort of just talk you through how I arrived here because I'm not really sure what I'm doing but alas the podcast we or... are where we are <laughs> yeah. I got on the train and then I went to more hate more hate, <laughs> more hate. the new Moorgate I was thinking about deaths on stage Okay. Okay. So I started down that road and then it kind of led me to magicians, obviously. So oh, then genius. I started seeing about a, a magic trick that um so there's one in particular guy that, that died, but there was there's a couple that have resulted from this particular magic trick. Oh. So I'm just gonna talk about a few of them. Ooh. So okay. buckle in. Yeah. Yeah. It's called a bullet catch. Oh, like when they catch them in, catch it in their teeth. Yes. Penn and Teller done it. I've seen it. I feel like um, yes. a Blaney boy would have done it as well. Sorry, he you're has... probably about to go into this. No, no, no. Well, I'm not going to touch on either of those two. And yes, they've, they've both done it, I believe. Nuts. Anyway, so yeah, literally someone fires a bullet and then a, the magician or illusionist or whatever catches it in their mouth. So yeah, a, a member of the audience examines it, marks it, and then it's loaded into a gun either by them or by a professional and then fired uh, directly at the magician's mouth. The magician catches it with their teeth um, or in a cup that's been placed inside their mouth. I mean, how strong is a cup? Surely if it's a bullet, it's a bullet, it's a bullet. It's going to kill you. Yeah, I mean, so... Oh, okay. Because probably if it wasn't a cup, it was just your teeth and it was a normal bullet, likely it would just go straight and die. Well, actually, I did see who who first did it and I wrote what year it was, but I didn't write down the name oh okay that's fine anyway it's not a quiz um <laughs> uh, and then afterwards the magician uh presents it to the audience to show the marked bullet came out my mouth and i didn't mm. die here mm. i am so that's the, the trick there are a few ways it can be before performed so that magician doesn't die one is to fire blanks um which then explode kind of whilst they're on their way, I think. And then the magician just has a bullet in their mouth the whole time. Mm-hmm. I don't quite... I think they would then do the, like, mark thing by somehow... Sleight of hand. Sleight of hand, yeah. yeah. Another one was to use, like, a bullet that's got... That's, like, made of wax. Um, because apparently in some of the, the... Some of the performances of the trick, they put, like, a glass pane in front of the gun mm. so that then that shatters and but then the, it goes. Oh, but then it doesn't reach the mouth kind of thing. So oh. the wax, like, explodes, shatters the glass and then it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't go into the magician's mouth. So, again, they've probably got it already in there and, again, they must do a sleight of hand to be like, this is the one there. Mm. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of the the bullet catch. Obviously... A little bit rusky. Um <laughs> yes. And unsurprisingly, a few people have died from doing it. The illusion was first documented in the late 1500s. So it's been going on for a little while. Mm. Quite a few people like Penn and Teller, David Blaine, other famous guys and women have done it and not died. But there's been several occasions where the trick has gone wrong and proved fatal. One of those was in 1840. Um, so... And the magician called Arnold Buck got a member of the audience to come up and verify that his bullet was, you know, a bullet. And had, yeah, and had been... Um, fully bullety. Fully bullety. And had been uh, loaded into the gun as it should be. Um, so he did that, but obviously you're you're always going to get your sceptics. This guy was a sceptic and had gone there. So he thought just to make extra sure, he'd put some nails in the gun as well. What? So the bullet was a blank. The nails were real. <gasps> Holy! This was, sorry. This is the guy from the audience. The guy from the audience. What a fucking dick! Who <laughs> <laughs> invited him? 
He's one in there to be. He's just the wanker that was like, I'll prove this isn't real, but also I'll kill someone. I'll kill, kill someone. Jeez. Eighteen forty. There were no laws. Pricks. Free for all. Absolute mm. free for all. So, yeah, unsurprisingly, um, Arnold was killed immediately on that. So that was very much not because of the bullet, surely though, because of the because of the tax, the nails. Yeah, because an audience member dick. fucked it. Ooh. I wonder if he got arrested. Yeah, I wonder what the legal implications are there because he hasn't. All he's done is. Why is he bringing nails to a musician show, anyway? To prove that the bullet tricks premeditated murder. <gasps> yeah, you would definitely get done for that because had he not done that, the magician True. wouldn't have died. Yeah, so. of course. And you brought them with you. Yeah. in your pocket. <laughs> you fucking weirdo. Constantly got nails in my pocket. <laughs> Maybe he did. Yeah. So that one was a bit of shit. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, that was pretty shit. Fine. Anyway, next one. <laughs> um, Another, this one's really weird. A case of this trick going wrong was uh, a man called Professor Epstein. And in 1869, he did this trick. And he used his magic wand yep. to uh, ram the bullet into the gun. And doing so, the wand broke. And he died because a shard of glass from the wand flew straight into oh, his forehead no. and pierced his forehead. That's like the Brandon Lee gun mm. with the with the little shrapnel thing left inside mm. the. I don't know. I don't know my gun parts. Shaft. <laughs> Sounds right to me. Yeah. yeah. Little bit was left in the shaft, and that's what popped out. <laughs> you laughing because I said shaft? I can't help it. I'm sorry. I'm twelve. Twelve years old. I'm regressing. And then the final one, which was the one that first caught my eye, was a man called Ralph Biala. Biala. And he died in 1975, and his was a little bit of a bizarre one. So he was, he did this uh, trick a lot, and he called himself the living target. So he had apparently performed the trick over 3,000 times. That's a lot. Crazy. Mm. Um, and apparently, not only did he just catch the, the bullet, but his secret weapon was that he had a set of steel teeth beneath his dentures. <laughs> what? How crowded was his mouth? <laughs> Two sets of false teeth, effectively. Two sets of false teeth. All for the sake of this trick. I mean, that's dedication also, to your craft. Also, like, just a steel tooth isn't going to stop a fucking bullet. No, because if it's got enough velocity, that the right yeah, word? It'll just, like, just go... Well, yeah, like, probably just kill you anyway. Yeah. Maybe that was just a coincidence <laughs> that he had some lovely steel teeth. Two sets of teeth, like yeah. a shark. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um... So in his version of the trick, the bullet was fired through three panes of glass and then into his mouth via a funnel he made with his hands and he also would wear steel gloves. I mean, this isn't much of a trick versus just... On crack. Put lots of things in the way of a bullet coming towards me. Three panes of glass. Like, surely... Do whatever you want. It's fine. (laughs) Do what you like, mate. Um, YOLO. So, yeah, his hands were clad in steel gloves. Um... Apparently, he had had quite a lot of injuries whilst doing this um, trick. So, well, separate to that, he was once attacked by a young elephant, which ran one of its tusks through his arm and poked him under one eye. Huh? But that was separate to this bullet trick. Yeah, that was just something I don't think that I elephants read. shoot guns, so <laughs> they're probably not involved in this. But apparently, um, after that, he stated that uh, performers like him never die a natural death so he was expecting I guess at some point to be killed by something on stage one of his illusions um, so yeah so he apparently he had several deaths uh, <laughs> <laughs> he died several times apparently he had several injuries I did try and look further into what that was apparently there is actually a documentary about this guy but I didn't have time to watch it today at work <laughs> <laughs> Too busy, Damn it, Elle. Too busy giggling on. what's going on in the World Cup. Yeah. <laughs> Keeping um, your score sheet up today, yeah, exactly. colouring in the pictures. Getting my bets in. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I couldn't, but the, I really couldn't find, I looked at several things and I just couldn't find anything more than just the fact that he had suffered several injuries during this um, trick. Um, but it did say that he would 
kind of he played on it a little bit and sometimes if there was like press there or something like that that would be when he would like have one of his injuries so I don't know whether it was a little bit of a show or a put on that Mm, he was sounds like it yeah I think so but then he died he died so that wasn't a show well no however this guy didn't actually die on stage as a direct result of the trick but apparently something to do with like catching all the bullets all the time in his mouth and the injuries that he had sustained from doing so caused him to start having um, circulation problems. Really? That sounds interesting. I can't find the evidence to back up the two (laughs) are related. But that's what it says in this article. So, I mean, maybe they're not, in which case this is a null and void story, but... No, it's not. It's it's absolutely true. You've you've found the article. (laughs) Um... And so these circulation problems would cause him to black out. And uh, he was recovering from one of his injuries that he had sustained on stage. Um, So he was kind of on the mend and he went for a stroll in the mountains nearby. And while he was admiring the scenery over a cliff, he had one of his blackouts, fell off the cliff and died. Oh, a question. How do we know he had a blackout and died? You don't, because he's dead. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, he could have just fallen off a cliff. Maybe he's with someone. Oh, yeah, fine. Don't know. Might not have been. He might have just fallen off a cliff. Maybe someone tried to do the bullet trick. and. Maybe someone just cliff. pushed him off because he fucked around with the he, <laughs> he sounded like hard work as a person. <laughs> I think so. Say. He was described as eccentric. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, That's shorthand for dickhead. <laughs> Often, yeah, often. often. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, that's the magic bullet. That's the bullet catch. That's that. That's they're not the only people that have died. There was a bit of a list of it, but I didn't know how many to include, so I just went with three. They're um, very interesting ones. Yeah, I've I've always wondered about that thing, the bullet trick thing. It's like, a, why are you doing this? <laughs> and b. Why? What? <laughs> what? What's the point? What's the point of it? Because it also, like, illusion. either either it's actually real and you are actually able to catch it in your mouth like Superman, or it's fake and then it's because I know that a lot of magic tricks are fake. Are they? No idea. I'm not a magician. They're all fake. They're all fake. They're all illusions. Yeah. All of them. Magic isn't real, Sarah. No, but as in like, there's things that you can fake to look real. If that makes sense. Like, it's not all just a sleight of a hand. There's like little ways that you can. You know, with the David Blaine stuff, and who's the other guy? The Copperfield? No, <laughs> the guy, the the guy that's British. And... Oh, Darren Brown. Yes, it's kind of like it's not always a sleight of hand. It's just a kind of like your manipulation of thought True, and yeah, things yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, so fine. it's not always I'm literally lying to your face. It's just the way that you perceive it to be. Mm. But things like shooting a bullet into your mouth—that's pretty obvious that it's going to be fake or it's real whereas if it was a i've pulled a rabbit out of my hat or something like if you didn't understand your sight you would think it would be real do you know what but i mean then, but but so the whole point i guess is that you could argue that the rabbit in the hat and the bullet in the mouth thing are the same because like <laughs> rabbits don't live in hats <laughs> How do you know? <laughs> How do you know? Bullets don't live in mouths. Yeah, yeah, but, but, rabbits don't live in hats. But so I think the idea of the bullet trick is to make it look like it, you have actually caught a bullet in your teeth. Yeah, of course. Although, it, obviously, but then by the sounds of it, some people are shooting <laughs> actual bullets into their faces. I think the just me- having different methods of uh, well. I think they all use blanks or that wax Fine. thing. I yeah. think if they were to do an actual bullet, because actually one of the stories that I read, which was the first, like the furthest a long time ago. What? You know what I mean? <laughs> the oldest. The oldest. That's the way we say it. <laughs> the oldest. I'm glad we're teaching you English <laughs> on this podcast. Someone fucking needed to. Um, it was a woman who was the wife slash assistant of her husband, the magician. And... Um, she would be the one that would do it in front of a firing squad. Fuck. Nice and aggressive. Um, and they would use, like, bullets, uh, blanks, but or something about the way they loaded it. Uh, and on this occasion that they were doing it in front of the German king or something like that, German monarchy. And one of the soldiers that was doing it was nervous and forgot to load it the way they'd been told to. So he just did it normally. Aww. And she died because he 
shot her in the face. Absolutely just shot her in the face. Yeah. Weren't we talking about, you mentioned knife throwing last week, didn't yeah. you? Yeah. How's that? It's weird that that came up. Is that why you thought about it or just? No, not at all. But maybe it was in the back of my mind yeah. somewhere. I started thinking about, I don't know why, I was just thinking about people that die on set. Do you know what I first thought? Oh, God. Oh, God. I first thought about, should I make it football related? <laughs> and then I thought, that might actually be really You need, you need to get a grip, Elle. You need to get a fucking grip. Football's going to be over in less than a week. Can you <laughs> well, just... it's over by now already. If yeah, you're by the time this comes out. Oh, yeah, of course it is. That's what, yeah. I have to delete all of this. Well, we started our World Cup chat by saying England would have won the World Cup. Yeah. And then we back-chatted, back-chat, Backtracked. Backtracked. I don't know why I can't. I th- I'm still a bit tired. You've had like a <laughs> third of a beer. Not even a, th- a third of a third of a beer. Oh dear. So I have a question. You obviously found on the internet quite easily the fact that they either use wax bullets or they fire blanks and then have a bullet in their mouth. Is that not like breaking the magician's code? I would have thought so, but maybe it's just not one that they. But it's no, not. I think they do still do it. <clears throat> Magicians aren't cool anymore. Do you know what I mean? Like <laughs> card tricks, fine. You can still do it at party tri- uh, parties and stuff. But obviously, back then, that was much cooler, and you couldn't Google how they actually did yeah, the trick. Yeah, fine. And it was, yeah, I think it was, it was far. And even I was just thinking about when you started that. I was thinking about obviously when we had freak shows and stuff. Like mm. you would never get stuff like that now because obviously <clears throat> it's terrible. Not, yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> fucking terrible. But also. Everybody knows that there's people that look different and whatever. Yeah, so yeah, I think yeah, yeah. back so in the day it was, like, it was massive because yeah. it was like, oh, this is really cool. But then actually now everybody knows. But that's probably why that guy brought nails to the show with him because he was like, this isn't real. I'm going to fucking sort it out and then and just no, killed right. someone. Yeah. He was absolutely right. Absolutely right. He killed someone in the process. So well done. But yeah. Okay. So it's my turn next. Let me oh, start. Sarah, why don't you tell me the story? <laughs> Let me start with a question. Yeah. What do you know about Edgar Allan Poe? I've read nearly all of his work. Have you? Yeah. Okay. Because, why? yeah, why? Because he's, he's fucking brilliant, goth as fuck, really genuinely scary stuff. Like, yeah, Telltale Heart is one of the most disturbing stories I've ever read. Mm-hmm. And you? <laughs> uh, Where is this going? The Raven. The Raven. Not the Crow. We were just, in our preamble, just talking about the crow, to be fair. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah, that's it. (laughs) Um, I haven't read that much by him, I don't think. But that's what you know of him. I think I know the raven. I know he's gothy as fuck. I'm sure that I listened to a podcast where someone in it lived in a house that he used to live in or something, but I can't remember. It's in Baltimore. Yeah, I can't, can't remember what... He was like a caretaker there. I cannot remember what the podcast was or why I was listening to it. Um... So I know, I know a bit, not loads. Don't so, <clears throat> so as I mentioned earlier, this story I decided on today, as always. And the only things that I knew about Edgar Allan Poe were from The Simpsons, as most of my <laughs> oh, yeah, life references fair, yeah, are. They have, they have some good... Uh... The Halloween, uh, the House of Horror episode, which is um, Bart as a crow or the whatever. Raven. The Raven. Raven. Yeah, shit, fuck, I did it wrong. So quote the raven nevermore. Never um, and also the Telltale Heart is also in an episode of The Simpsons. So that's kind of all I knew. Um, do you know how he died? I don't. Okay, well, this is good. Good. Bio raven? No. Go you on. Just, yeah, just read Edgar Allan Poe. Like, it's a genuinely atmospheric and chilling, absolutely chilling. Okay. Fallen House of Usher is a good one as well. Interesting. Uh, Mask of the Red Death. Holy shit, that's so good. Poe fangirl over here. Yeah. But I don't know how he died, so I'm not that much of a fangirl. Okay, so I'll give you a bit. I gave you a bit of info about him in general. So he was born. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that was his chilies bottle. Uh, so I'll give you a bit of info about him. So he was born January 19, 1809, and he died October 7, 1849. He was an American writer, editor, and literary critic. He's best known for his poetry and short stories, particularly his tales of mystery and the macabre. I actually like to think he'd be a fan of the podcast. I think he would. Yeah. I wrote that as my own note to myself and then I said it out <laughs> loud, but I stand by it. Um, <clears throat> so he's widely regarded as a central figure of romanticism in the United States and American literature as a whole. He was one of the country's earliest pra- 
practitioners of the short story, he's generally considered the inventor of the detective fiction genre, which I didn't know. Mm. And he is credited with contributing to the emerging genre of science fiction. So mm. a lot of his stuff was a little bit kind of forward thinking or whatever. Mm. He was the first well-known American writer to earn a living, well, to try to earn a living through writing alone, resulting in a financially difficult life and <laughs> career, which I'm sure most writers would agree with today. <laughs> Um, and then a weird thing that's not particularly relevant to the way that he died, but I thought was weird about him, um, but it was probably very common in those times. So in 1836, he married Virginia Clem, who was his 13-year-old cousin. No! Oh, come on. Um, so, yeah, that was 1836. In January 1845, he published the poem The Raven to instant success, which I'm sure that most people would be really aware of, even if you just watched The Simpsons like me. Um <laughs> And then his wife died two years after its publication. That's not relevant. It's just that he married his 13-year-old cousin, which is, you know, grim rank. Um, But actually, something I didn't know, his death has always been a bit of a mystery to historians and there are lots of suggestions as to what it could be, but nobody actually knows why or how he died. So I'll go into it, shall I? Please. No, that's the end of the podcast. That's it, done. (laughs) So <clears throat> the whole <laughs> he did die. He did die. He's still not. He's definitely not definitely alive. Good. Definitely not. By alive. now. Um, so the whole strange affair began on September twenty seventh of eighteen forty nine, when he departed from Richmond, Virginia, on his way to Philadelphia. Uh, so he had an editing business and was scheduled to edit a collection of poems by a well known poet at the time. Don't know who that was. Don't ask. Um, he never made it to his destination, seeming to vanish off the face of the earth until he was found nearly a week later in Baltimore in a very odd state. So October 3rd, 1849 was local election day, which will come up again later. And despite the poor rainy weather at the time, there was a relatively decent turnout at Gunners Hall in Baltimore where the ballots were being cast. One of these voters was a man who worked for the Baltimore Sun newspaper and his name was Joseph W. Walker. He found himself passing a man lying nearly unconscious in a gutter, dressed in worn out clothes and apparently babbling and only semi-conscious. Thinking it was just going to be a random drunk, he warily approached and was shocked to realise that this shabbily dressed, pathetic man, this is word for word, uh, was none other than the missing Edgar Allan Poe in an obvious serious shambles and disarray. So similar to your weird alien story of last week, mm. he seemed to be dressed in clothes that were not his own oh. because they weren't properly fitted to him and looked very weird and they were absolutely filthy. So where had he been? What had he been up to? He was delirious and confused, rambling nonsensically, during which time Walker, the guy that found him, um, gleaned the name Joseph E. Snodgrass from him. So it was something that he kept mentioning to Walker who found him. So the disoriented and adult Poe claimed that Snodgrass was a magazine editor and had medical training so he would know what to do with him. But no Snodgrass would ever show up and Poe would be attended to by a physician named Dr. John J. Moran, who was not able to discern from the author's ramblings where Poe had been, where he had gotten the soiled clothes, or what had happened to him since his disappearance, as he was in complete delirium and beset with potent hallucinations. No one had the faintest idea of what was wrong with him. He was taken to Washington Medical College, where he died on Sunday, October 7th, 1849, at 5 o'clock in the morning. He was not coherent long enough to explain how he'd come to be in this condition. He is said to have repeatedly called out the name Reynolds on the night before his death, though it is unclear to whom he was referring. Some sources say that Poe's final words were, Lord, help my poor soul. God. All medical records have been lost, including his death certificate. No. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure they didn't have a lot of good procedures back then anyway, but yeah, it's all gone. So, although Poe's official cause of death would eventually be proclaimed to be swelling of the brain, again, call back to last week, Mm. too much water, trying to win a wee, um, his strange disappearance and odd behaviour in the days leading up to his death have long caused theories to swell as to what really happened to him, and his death remains just as mysterious as any of his own tales of dark fiction. Mm. There is the possibility that 
Edgar, who he was famously unable to hold alcohol at all. We've all been there. Um, <laughs> had had too much to drink. Poe was this, a lightweight. Yeah. Uh, and this has led to his bizarre, delirious behaviour and death, um, and that he essentially drank himself to death. This would be not so strange in and of itself, because actually, apparently, a single glass of alcohol was said to get him totally smashed, like he was genuinely a lightweight. Mm. Um, but it doesn't explain why he went missing for five days and how long. Why, why, why that happened um, and yeah why he had remained incoherent in the days leading up to his death plus the fact there was no forensic sign that he had been drinking or had any drugs in his system at all other ideas include that he had a brain tumour that he had encephalitis or even meningitis he'd incurred mercury poisoning or even that he had contracted rabies so the, ra- the rabies stories actually came up quite a lot a few, a few different sources said that he did have rabies, but mm. again, there's no proof and there's no actual kind of definitive reason why he would have had it. But still, there's no solid evidence backing any of those theories up. And none of them really explain all of his symptoms anyway, i.e. the disappearance, oh the weird kind of incoherence, and then also his death. So my favourite suggestion or theory as to what happened to him is uh, a theory that was suggested in 1872 that thinks that cooping was the cause of Poe's death. Cooping. So do you know what cooping is? No. So cooping was a form of electoral fraud in the United States during the 19th century by which unwilling participants were forced to vote often several times over for a particular candidate in an election. Generally, these innocent bystanders would be grabbed from the street by so-called cooping gangs or election gangs working on the payroll of a political candidate. They'd be kept in a room called the coop, given alcohol in order for them to comply. If they refused to cooperate, they'd be beaten or even killed. Often their clothing would be changed to allow them to vote multiple times. <laughs> Sometimes the victim. face? Uh, sometimes the victims would be forced to wear disguises such as wigs, fake beards or moustaches to prevent them from being recognised by voting officials at polling stations. Oh, my God. Uh, that does actually sound like it could be it, Yeah, right? definitely. De- this is a genuine yeah, potential yeah. theory of his. So even the Wikipedia page about cooping references Edgar Allan Poe being one of the main or the most well-known potential victims of it. And the, the weird, interesting little tidbit that I found out today. Guess who had just become president? It was so local elections were this October. Zachary! Zachary <laughs> Taylor! Zachary Taylor had just All become roads lead to Zachary Taylor. Uh, that is the amazing. cherry fiend. <laughs> the sandwich denier cherry fiend. He got high on cherries and milk. Yeah, he really did. So yeah, so he was um there was Democrats and Whigs, which is W H I G. So he was in theory part of the Whigs, but he like kind of shunned that, as I mentioned during the whatever podcast it was about it. So, but the Whigs were notorious for being a bit heavy-handed with things and like quite pushy about, I don't know, voting and getting in power. Um, so I'm not saying it was because of Zachary Taylor, because this was a local elections uh, after amazing. the fact. But it's it's just fucking weird. But yeah, so basically, no one can ever say for sure what actually caused Edgar Allan Poe's death. <clears throat> Equally, no one has ever completely ruled out cooping in a city where cooping was known to occur at the time Poe disappeared as a contributing factor. But if it was cooping, why does that... Um, what about his behaviour when they found him? How would that explain it? So they would have plied him with booze. Right, so they okay. would have, they would They would either have drugged him and boozed him um, and that would have caused his erratic behaviour but then they didn't get any they didn't know they didn't they but then it doesn't how how quickly that would have gone out of the system they don't know don't know how quickly the autopsy would have been etc etc so I'm not sure it would have all linked up but they could they could have also beaten him so they might have cooped him <laughs> cooped him yeah and then boozed him hmm. and yeah. then drugged him well, the, then, the boozing but, and the drugging were part of the cooping. Yeah. And then beating him, and then he died from, like, what, internal injuries or something? Well, no, it wouldn't have necessarily been all three of those things, but it could have been one of those things. And basically what they would do to people was just grab someone off the street, booze them, beat them, drug them, and then leave them to die. They didn't care who that person was. So that would, one of those things would account for his weird incoherence, 
and the fact that they left them to die. It's a bit like the Tories, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) You get politics in there somehow. Manipulate them to vote for you and then just leave them to die. Yeah. But it's weird, though, that just still to this day, no one knows how he really died. That is crazy. Swelling of the brain. But, I mean, yeah, swelling of the brain, which is the kind of official cause of death, but he doesn't have yeah, a death Yeah, but that's, like, that's a symptom, isn't it? That's but that, like... but that could have been because he got beaten up yeah. what as well. Like... the old syphilis? Does that... Because that makes you crazy, right? crazy and then you die? Maybe. But then syphilis was quite big. <laughs> they big, would have known. Big back then. Big in the 40s. Big yeah. in the 40s, yeah. In the 1840s. Um, so surely that would have they would have known that that would have been the case. Yeah. But yeah, I just thought it was really interesting. Like, it is interesting. interesting. And yeah. I love the concept of cooping. Yeah. yeah. I just don't, I've never heard of that before. No, I can't I believe it's actually associated with Edgar Allan Poe specifically. Yeah. But that's the thing. Like, the only thing that I know about old Poe is The Poe Simpsons. Boy. And then actually, he yeah. And considering I do legitimately love him, I've never looked into how he died. End of his no, life. No, now you know. Here we are. Now you know. There you go. It's creepy as fuck. It's so amazing. Yeah, maybe we should, well, get into it, I suppose. I used to watch, so Vincent Price used to narrate, um, I don't know if he did loads of Poe stories, but I certainly remember watching The Pit and the Pendulum narrated by Vincent Price. Again, far too young. Yeah. <laughs> Probably about seven. And me and the Daily family would gather around and watch some terrifying, <laughs> terrifying Vincent Price. And that's what started me off on the journey. Start young. Exactly. Get him into Edgar Allan Poe. Okay. I'm going to go now. <laughs> okay. That's usually how it works. <laughs> this is a grim one. Oh, no. I'm really sorry. Um, I'm going to tell you about the death of Gloria Ramirez. On the evening of the 19th of February, 1994, Gloria R- Ramirez was brought into the emergency department of Riverside General Hospital in Riverside, California. <gasps> Sorry, Sarah's face I don't know what this is, but I already picture. hate it. Isn't there like <clears throat> a Riverside Killer? I mean, I know this isn't going to be a murder. Ooh. Is it Riverside Killer? Is there a Riverside... Damn it, I was meant to bring you that book. Oh, I'll see you again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> sure. Yeah. So Gloria, Gloria Ramirez was brought into the emergency department of Riverside General Hospital in Riverside, California by paramedics. She was suffering from late-stage cervical cancer and was extremely confused, which is why she was brought in. She had a very high heart rate and irregular breathing. Medical staff attended to her. They injected her with a number of sedatives, but it soon became clear that Ramirez was responding poorly to treatment. The staff tried to defibrillate her heart, so they kind of um, partially undressed her and tried to defibrillate her heart. At which point, several people saw an oily sheen covering Ramirez's body mm-hmm. and some noticed a fruity, garlic-like odour that they thought was coming from her mouth. What? That's it, it was great. I'm really sorry. This is horrible. <clears throat> yeah, just going to really bring the tone down for the rest of the podcast. A nurse named Susan Kane attempted to draw blood from Ramirez's arm and noticed an ammonia-like smell coming from the tube. Um, she passed. <laughs> sorry, sorry, that was my stomach. <laughs> she that passed. Was your tube. <laughs> That's my tube going off. Sorry. <laughs> she passed the syringe to Julie Gorczynski, a medical resident, before fainting and being removed from the room. What? Oh my so god! So Susan Kane, the nurse, has just attempted to draw blood and then fainted. Shit. So she passed the syringe to Julie. Uh, Gorczynski, who noticed particles floating in the blood in the syringe before herself beginning to feel nauseated. Complaining that she was lightheaded, she left the trauma... Complaining that she was lightheaded, she left the trauma room and sat at a nurse's desk. One of her colleagues asked if she was okay, but before she could respond, she fainted too. Oh, God. What the fuck? Right. This is some X-Well shit. Killed blood. Um, and then uh, a lady called Maureen Welch, a, respi- a respiratory therapist who was also assisting in the trauma room, was the third to pass out. No way! What's going on? The staff basically were then all ordered to evacuate. They evacuated all emergency department patients to the parking lot. 
outside the hospital and they're hell. like what the fuck is going on get everyone out that's people so are traumatic out. for people that are really poorly as well yeah, yeah. considering it's basically A&E right yeah, it's exactly. the trauma the emergency department so overall 23 people became ill and 5 were hospitalised shit a skeleton crew stayed behind to stabilise Ramirez the, the patient that had been brought in initially um, but at 8.50pm that day um, after 45 minutes of CPR and defibrillation Ramirez was pronounced dead Shit. So, what the fuck happened? happened? Um, California's Department of Health and Human Services um, put two scientists on the case, doctors Anna Maria Osorio and Kristen Waller. They interviewed 34 hospital staff who'd been working in the emergency department on the day. They found that people who had worked within two feet of Ramirez and had handled her intravenous lines had been at high risk of severe symptoms, such as loss of consciousness, shortness of breath and muscle spasms. However, other factors that correlated with severe symptoms did not appear to match a scenario in which basically being close to the patient was the problem. So there were some people that had these severe symptoms who weren't close to the patient. Oh, okay. Um, those afflicted, so basically all these interviews and these surveys done by the doctors found that those afflicted tended to be women rather than men. Mm. And they all had normal blood tests after the exposure. Any ideas? I'm interested. No. Uh, women rather than men. Estrogen? I don't know. I couldn't tell you. They concluded mass hysteria. What? No, no fucking way. No. I'm not. When was this? Sorry, what year was this? 94. Fuck off. They it's con- not. They concluded mass hysteria because more women fainted than men, basically. Fucking misogyny. And you do know hysteria literally means like womb craziness. Yeah. Like, it's fucked up. <laughs> this is women, bullshit. Women are illogical. And mind you, to be fair, I think they, they <laughs> labelled. No, because I'm saying. L's. That one is. This is such an L's thing. No, because your um back to episode one, your choreomania, which is mass hysteria, was yeah. men and women doing the dancing plague, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, but then, uh, but the guy Paracelsius or whatever his name was, yeah. yeah, he thought that it started from women mm-hmm. being annoyed at their husbands. Yeah, but it, but it definitely did capture men, didn't it? As far as I'm aware, yeah. I actually saw an article about that in the Guardian on Sunday. Yeah, yeah I didn't yeah, read yeah, it though. I was going to share it. it. Yeah, sure. I didn't. Oh, do it now. No one will know. So I think the point that they really laboured the point in this article that it was two female doctors that concluded this. Um, So I think they were trying to say like, oh, it's not sexist. But anyway, they they decided mass hysteria. Um, The mass hysteria Wikipedia page is great, by the way. Just like have a have a look at that. Obviously, the choreomania is in there, and apparently. The fairly recent batch of clown sightings in the oh, space. Oh, fuck, yeah. <laughs> oh, that was oh, weird as shit. That's not mass hysteria. That, that was half a fucking marketing ploy and half a people were dressing up as crown, crowns? <laughs> clowns being dicks. Like, that's not mass hysteria. That's that's mass hysteria, but that's not just females. It's mass I'm hysteria because I'm bored it's of this hysterical. fucking narrative. No, because bullshit. If you're all seeing killer clowns of a night, that's just like legitimately. And also, that's I like saying a serial killer terrorizing men. Your town. Don't you point at me? I'm just They're echoing Wikipedia. Mate. Fucking Wikipedia. No wonder I've never donated to them. Pricks. <laughs> <laughs> All right, anyway, this is not the end of the tale. Oh, okay, fine, good. So, um, I'm angry. <laughs> Sarah's, I don't know if you can tell. Sarah's so angry. <laughs> so, um, Julie Gortinsky, who you may remember was the person to whom Susan Kane had passed the syringe, who noticed that there were particles in the mm. blood and then passed out. She was like, whoa, 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 whoa. No way. It was not mass hysteria. I did not just suddenly get taken by this. Um, she pointed to her own medical history as the evidence because after the exposure, I don't know how they fucking missed this or what. I can't really, I don't really understand necessarily the timeline. But anyway, after the exposure to Ramirez, she spent two weeks in intensive care with breathing Fuck. problems. There's so yeah. like I don't maybe maybe she was in intensive care, so the um, Department of Health like missed that she was even there at all so they did all these interviews but didn't even get her because she was in intensive care I don't know yeah, this is conjecture that's, for me yeah but that's 
potential. Anyway, so she um, she spent two weeks in intensive care with breathing problems. She developed hepatitis and a vascular necrosis in her knees. Like, I don't know what that is, but, you know, not good. Necrosis is... It's like da- a dying of, tissue or whatever. Yeah, eating yeah. of the tissue. So she was like, no fucking way. I didn't make this up. This is because I'm a woman and I've got... You know. Yeah, that's anyway. me. That's how I behave. <laughs> so the... Lawrence Livermore National Laboratory was brought in to investigate the incident. They postulated, hypothesised, if you will, um, that Ramirez, and this is where it just gets sad again, it's all fucking sad, sorry. They postulated that Ramirez had been using dimethyl sulfoxide, also known as DMSO, uh, which is a solvent used as a powerful degreaser as a home remedy for pain. Shit. Somehow, somewhere along the line, people worked out that this DMSO can be used to relieve pain. How do you, you take that? Uh, you ingest it, you, you eat it. Oh, fucking hell. So, users of this substance report that it has a garlic-like taste. Um, sorry, this is really grim. I did say it was grim, I'm really sorry. So, uh, sold in jail form at Hardware Stores. Oh, shit. It could also explain the greasy appearance of Ramirez's body. So... But DMSO on its own isn't going to, you know, it's not toxic. They sell it in hardware what, stores. Yeah, what's it for if it's not for ingesting? <laughs> well, no, so it's a degreaser, so I guess oh, you fine. would use it. But too, you wouldn't though. have it in capsule form. No, have... no, it's, so it's sold in gel form. So you, so oh, just sorry, gel. Okay, yeah. I get it. So fine. it's like, I don't know who worked out that you can take this to relieve pain. Maybe I don't know, some chemist or some drug experimenter. Well, it's like the person that realised that you used to take Viagra for... Thinning in the blood and then it just gives men massive erections. Oh, did it start off as just a blood? Yeah, thing? it wasn't ever no, meant to be a sexual thing. But I read that on Reddit today. This is a this is a real tangent, but I always think about like nearly anything. Who was the first person to realise you could do that? Yeah, no, I always think that. Like who was the first person that like popped some ingredients together and just got bread? Yes. Exactly. <laughs> Where are they? Like, Can we you thank need, them? Like, a, yeah. tiny, a tiny little oh, you need to drop a little bit of this live yeast in it and then put I don't I don't get it no I know yeah I always think that inquisitive fucks that's who they are who went if I pop this egg over some heat that'll be better than just just eating it chucking it straight (laughs) down my throat crushing it down like an apple yeah Yeah. cracking it into your mouth swallowing it some people still do that some people do cavemen bodybuilders so um so they thought that it that she might have been using DMSO for uh, pain relief. The Livermore scientists theorised that the DMSO in Ramirez's system might have built up owing to urinary blockage caused by her kidney failure that had resulted from her late-stage cancer. So it was known that she was in late-stage cancer, but all of this kind of reactive events that were happening to her so body... she would have taken right. that to numb the pain. Yes, exactly right. Exactly. Um... Oxygen, then, this is where it gets weird and chemistry-like. Oxygen administered by the paramedics would have combined with the DMSO in her system to form dimethyl sulfone, DMSO2. Uh, DMSO2 is known to crystallise at room temperature and crystals were observed in some of Ramirez's drawn blood, which is what um, Julie had seen. And then it gets weirder. Oh, God. Electric shocks administered during the emergency defibrillation could have then converted the DMSO2 into dimethyl sulfate, DMSO4, which is highly toxic, and exposure to which would have caused some of the reported symptoms of the emergency department staff. In addition, Livermore scientists postulated that the change in temperature of the blood drawn from the 37 degrees, 37 degrees of your human body into the like 18, 19, 20 degrees of the emergency department may have contributed to its conversion from DMSO2 to DMSO4, making it highly toxic and knocking everyone out. Mm. However, it hasn't been confirmed. It's been massively debated. Um, Surely that's more logical than mass hysteria. It sounds hysteria, slightly though. more well, plausible yeah, than yeah. mass hysteria. Yeah. So the Riverside Coroner's Office hailed Livermore's DMSO conclusion as a probable cause of the hospital worker's symptoms. Her family disagreed. It's been highly debated. There's been other theories put forward, why, but that was the rule of the coroner. Do we know why her family disagreed? Um, I don't As in, know. It, didn't it, necessarily it, take, she didn't, wanna, she didn't you, necessarily take that jail. Yeah, exactly. Like I, 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 I don't know, but I can imagine it would be like, no, she wasn't just like... Buying you know. stuff over the counter, yeah. Yeah. 
Um, so that's the very, very tragic story of Gloria Ramirez. She was dubbed the toxic lady by the media. Um, yeah, so it, it, her, yeah, it's just nuts. Yeah, <laughs> that is though, crazy, isn't it? Yeah. So what's the point though? It was two female doctors that decided it was mass hysteria and the point was that it was females making that point. Well, no, so I think the conclusion was the conclusion. I think that the article I read labelled the point that they were female. Oh, fine. So that it was like, you know, it wasn't just men saying that it was hysteria. Project of their society though. Yeah, honestly. but I can also, like, imagine if you were... I can kind of see if you were in that emergency room and someone came in and sort of had this weird sheen on them and then also smelled a bit weird and then you're pulling blood that's got like particles in it, you would think like, fucking hell, this is a bit weird. And you might, like if you're prone to fainting, just being in that, being in like a weird situation can make you faint, can't it? Yeah, I suppose so, but I just wouldn't assume that everybody, especially if no, you're... No, exactly. fucking 24 people, 23 a, people were ill. Like. A nurse, that you're doing this on a regular basis, there would always be instances where it's weird or not normal mm. that could potentially cause you to faint. Like, yeah. it was weird that it was all happening around this one person. Mm-hmm. And it does totally overlook all the other weird shit, like the smell and the particles and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, exactly. You can't just overlook that and go, well, probably... It's just women, innit? Yeah. It's fucking women. Women can't hack it. We don't understand women. <laughs> probably all on their periods. <laughs> That's a you, really interesting mm, story. I mean, yeah, it's defi- definitely a bummer. It is, but it's interesting. Um, but I found that really interesting. Shall we, Shall we talk about some... Tone it up a little bit yeah. talk about girl crushes. Sure. Hells. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, us all up, won't you? Okay. England have just won the World Cup. Come on. <laughs> the more we say it, the less it will happen. <laughs> um, I went to some comedy on Sunday night. I bought Matt for his birthday some tickets to go and see Daniel Kitson, uh, who's oh. not my girl crush, <laughs> at, uh, at a comedy club in Greenwich, which is really good. But who else was almost Nina Conti? And oh. I sort of knew what she did but not really ever thought to go and see her not because I didn't think it was funny just because I don't know just never really crossed my mind um and it was really fucking funny like just so not really anything other to say than just she made me laugh she does the like ventriloquist thing yeah Yeah, she's ventriloquist and she puts like masks on people and sort of has a conversation with them and obviously she's controlling it all but it is very funny, and she has to, you, like yeah, you have to be quite quick, I guess, yeah. to kind of do that and make it funny and put on all these different voices whilst throwing your voice. Yeah, um, I laughed a lot. I laughed really hard. It was not funny that I was expecting. I wasn't expecting it to be one thing or another, but um, was Kitson funny? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like a work in progress. But I feel like every time I've seen it, it's been like work in progress. Yeah, but people will still like, laugh it up. Yeah, like <laughs> just... any old shit Kitson poops out. I think when we went to see Kitson in Edinburgh, what was it, like three years ago now? We, we went to see a work in progress, didn't we? Um, and I don't think my face has hurt that yeah, much after still laughing. Yeah, it's still the funniest thing we yeah, saw. Yeah, yeah. Really which was ridiculous. And like his, his like, this is not about men. His ability to just vibe and like respond to people really, really quickly. And like his callbacks, which you'd even forgotten yourself, were fucking mad. Yeah, yeah. Like was he good, was so funny. He doesn't like podcasts. He said that. He doesn't listen to podcasts. All right. Well, Fuck we'll, you, we'll change your mind. It's fine. We don't want you on here anyway, Daniel. Fine. Um, but yeah, so it's not yes. Daniel Kitson and it's not Gareth Southgate. But if we were doing an honorary one, it would be I think Gareth we'd Southgate all have Gareth and the Southgate. whole fucking England yeah. team. Yeah. But, um, but it's Nina Conti. Okay. That's fine. That's a good one. Um, mine's Gareth. also comedy related, actually. Mm. Um, so I watched Hannah Gadsby's Nanette. Oh, I've heard that's really good. Oh my God. I can't even... Everyone's saying it's brilliant. It's really good. So I, um, just had a bit of time because men were watching football on Saturday. I had a bit of time to myself and I'd heard so many good things about it that I watched it on Saturday. And... I knew that I was going into something that lots of people were raving about, so I wasn't really sure where my kind of interest was peaked. And I watched it in, like, some... Like, she's obviously a comedian. I had no knowledge of her before watching it. Some of it was funny. Some of it was just, like, just taking it all in. The last 15 minutes, mate, absolutely cut you to shreds. It's incredible. And it's really poignant. I cried my eyes out. I can't give you any more information other than that. What you platform is it on? How can Netflix. I watch it? Oh. Netflix. It's like an hour and nine minutes. You it was even incredible. Heard of this, 
I only watched it because I'd heard people were raving about it on Twitter. And I saw like one of the girls, that, well, a, a woman that I follow on um, Instagram, she storied about it afterwards and she was in tears. And I was like, okay, Christ. Um, but no, genuinely, like it's really, really important. She's, she's a lesbian comic from Australia. And it talks about, you know, her 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 early stand-ups to where she is now and what she's doing and what that means. Yay. And honestly, it's not fun. It's not fun, but it's important mm. and it's poignant as fuck. And I cried my fucking eyes out. Oh. Yeah, I really recommend everyone watch it. It really gives you a sense of perspective and, yeah, yeah, just watch it. All right, I'm going to watch it. I'll yeah. definitely watch it. It's really. been on my list because I've seen on Twitter people yeah. saying the similar thing. Like, it's just blown blown people away. Yeah. Like, even, like, people like Rob... I mean, Rob Delaney is a very sensitive man anyway. I fucking love Rob Delaney. But even he was, like, no fault of it. Like, her... Like, even the timing of her delivery of a lot of things are very, like... Scientific's not the right word, but, like, the way that she delivers precise. things. You're really precise. She's got a brilliant timing of things. But the the kind of... The poignancy of the things that she's delivering... And she talks about it in her stand-up, actually, about how, like... Um, I think it's suspense, she says, but, like, my delivery of suspense, like, my delivery of anxiety is calculated. Like, this is what I do. This is my job. This is why I'm good at it. Mm-hmm. And she builds up to something, and you're like fuck me yes you're brilliant at what you do but then actually this is really this is really personal and this is really fucking important please fucking watch it okay i'm I'm literally tearing up thinking about it like please watch it i might watch it tonight it's a bummer Uh, okay (laughs) it's honestly but yeah but yeah people like her are the people that we need in well any, any any voice any voice that's got any kind of credibility we need people like her that have got real stories real relationships and yeah please watch it it's really oh important God. okay really important definitely gonna watch that sold sold could you repeat the name of the show so her name is hannah gadsby and her netflix show is called nanette um. daily girl crush yeah so my girl crush i i had a realization this week that my current TV series that I I wouldn't say binging because I'm not really binging it. I'm watching it as and when I can because it's one of the ones that I don't watch with my husband. So I have to watch it like in the morning when I'm farting around, putting my contact lenses in or straightening (laughs) my hair is The Handmaid's Tale. Yeah. Ah, yeah. And also the current novel that I'm reading on my commute is um, part of the... It's Mad Adam, which is part of the Oryx and Crake trilogy. They're both Margaret Atwood. Yeah. So I suddenly realised that two major pieces of entertainment that I was forcing into my eyes was Margaret Atwood. And I was like, fucking hell, she's good. She's (laughs) good, They're very... She's great anyway. I've loved her for a long time, but... um, I mean, Handmaid's Tale is just astonishing, and then really, really enjoying like the sci-fi. I mean, it's all all of her stuff is relatively sci-fi, but like the the Oryx and Crake trilogy, of which Mad Adam is the third book, which I'm reading, um, is the, just brilliant. So Oryx and Crake is the first. Yeah, it's, oh, it's, it's Oryx and Crake, then? then the Year of the Flood. Oh, oh yeah, that. you've read Oryx and Crake now, I'm or of Avalon Okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so I was just like the fact that these two very distinct and vibrant and incredible worlds can exist in the same imagination of one woman. And then I've also read, like, Blind Assassin and stuff, so it's like all of this amazing stuff exists in Margaret Atwood's head. Mm. Um, Very cool. So basically I was just like, oh, she should be my girl crush. I'm like, I'm absorbing all of her um, imagination. Nice. So that's it. Good one. But yeah, good shout. All of the good shouts. I don't think necessarily that listeners know that we also don't share our girl crushes before mm-hmm. the podcast either, so they're all new every time we talk about that, which I think a lot of people are interested to hear, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but as we said before, I think we all get a lot from our recommendations of who they are, so I also yeah, hope definitely. that the listeners, maybe the female listeners, sorry, lads, uh, the female Not listeners the lads. Get, get quite a lot from the recommendations that we recommend every week as well, too, mm. potentially. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's that's the end. That wraps up that. Fitting. Fitting. Episode 15. We'll see you in episode 16. Uh, we had really good feedback about um, the inclusion of Henry slash an instance of a, a real life near miss. So we're going to start doing that more regularly. Um, not sure when. Don't hold us to anything because we're busy. So just let it happen. But we'll do that more 
we'll do that again definitely we've got a couple of people lined up yeah hopefully um, yeah but again also if you've got your own near miss story that you want to share on the podcast please let give us, us a know. shout what away pod at gmail.com on the socials at what away pod yeah <laughs> yeah on instagram and twitter yeah we're on there we're, we're doing we're it we're right up in that um and we're Going to, I was actually drafting a tweet about our episode six girl crushes when you oh, joined great. me in the pub earlier. So I've, that's it. That's in my drafts oh, folder. Yeah, we've yeah, we've that. to get on Coming that. Out. About that's ten fine. behind that, aren't we? <laughs> yeah, that's fine. But yeah, cool. We'll see you in episode sixteen. Thanks very much for listening. Thanks for listening. Thank you. We love you. See you around. See you next time. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.